Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is a man who once upon a time was a young man full of big plans and thinking about tomorrow. He was a young man going to make a stand. But in order to do that, you do have to beg, steal, and you borrow. Here's my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben. I mean... So for this episode, we have a special guest. He's one of our faithful Patreon revisitors. He ponied up some money in order to hang out with us for this episode, and we're super grateful for that. So please welcome to the podcast one of our one of our faithful listeners, Tim McKay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We thank you as well. Um, all right premise of our podcast fairly simple we talk about music as you all know as we do at the beginning of each episode i ask the all-important question what t-shirt are you wearing wayne we're gonna start with you what t-shirt are you wearing well i went on a road trip down the coast through arizona and up into las vegas and so i got a lot of t-shirts this last week how many and did you buy was bought. i only bought four but some, oh. but my sister-in-law bought me one, and my beautiful girlfriend, my hot young girlfriend, bought me a couple too. And this is one from Doc Holiday's Tomb Saloon and Tombstone. All right. Uh, and on the back it says, "I'm your Huckleberry." I think she thinks that's funny, but I guess if you saw the movie Tombstone, it's it's great. Yeah, that's Val Kilmer at his at his finest. Yeah. All right. So only four T-shirts. You you showed some restraint. Oh, yeah, they're all from Harley shops, and they're expensive. Of course, so. of course they are. All right. Uh, Tim, how about you? What T-shirt are you wearing? So my T-shirt is from a St. Louis area band called Stir. Have you heard of them? I have not heard of them. Okay. So they're, so they're a band from the – they met at the University of Missouri – uh, we're kind of, I guess, around late 90s, early 2000s, um, open for like Train, Collective Soul, okay. Tonic, so that kind of music. Um, they broke up kind of mid-2000s, and then uh, probably about four or five years ago, they reunited for some a one-off show uh, for a radio station festival. And then have kind of been performing once a year and bought this at one of their show, the last show I went to of theirs. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, a uh, T-shirt that I'm wearing. So I've, I've worn this already. Um, I'm wearing my Almond Brothers T-shirt. Part of the reason why, Tim, uh, that I've kind of reignited my love for the Almond Brothers is uh, you sent me some records. And uh, some CDs, and one of them was the box set of the Almond Brothers at Fillmore East. That kind of just reignited how much I love I love the Almond Brothers. And so uh, a few weeks ago, I was driving through Macon, Georgia, and had to stop at the Big House for uh, for uh, a little tour there. So um, so there we go. So um, thank you for for that. Cool. Yeah. Um, Wayne, just so you know, speaking of t-shirts, we are, we are making some t-shirts. I just I, ordered, I, I, I just ordered you one. 
We're gonna give it. We're gonna give it a try. We're gonna see how how it fits, how it looks. Tim, I'm ordering you one as well. So um, be on the lookout in your mailbox, and if um, and if they fit well, well, we'll 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 put the link in the show notes, and you guys can go uh, support the podcast by um, ordering a T-shirt from us. It only took us how long? Uh, Two hundred and. Three episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, it it took us a while, and I got you a black black t shirt. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to now. So it's a pocket logo, big logo. It's a big logo. What'd you do? Big okay. logo. Yeah. So I'm, I'll I'll be sending that to you real soon, Tim. I ordered you one as well. So I'm Perfect. gonna I'm gonna send you one in the coming weeks. Um. I I did not select a service that could do printing on both sides because my my original vision was on the back side it would say something like what t-shirt are you wearing like the all important question and um, I found one service I didn't think people would pay forty dollars for a t-shirt just to have that saying on it. No, exactly, exactly. We're, like, to, we're, we're keeping costs down for you. Yeah, for we're, the, we're 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 trying to keep the costs the down. Yeah, we're trying yeah. we're trying to be consumer friendly, and um, that that was not going to be consumer friendly. So, we'll try this service out. We'll see how they go. Uh, for anyone who orders them, I'm going to put the uh, the link to the it's T Public. T Public is is the service we're going to use um, initially. You you guys tell us how the how the t-shirts fit. If they suck, then we'll we'll go find another service. That's 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 what we are. We listen. We listen to the people. We listen to the people. All right. I have used them before, but you have? they were good. Okay. All right. Fingers yes. crossed then. Fingers yeah. crossed. And everything turned everything turned out fine for mine. So. Okay. All right. Did did you order it for a band that you were doing? What 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 did you use them for? Um, a fantasy baseball team. So, do you know the movie The Warriors? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we're named the Baseball Furies, like the gang from that movie. Nice. And T Public had a T Public had a shirt already pre-made of it. So. Okay. Excellent, excellent. All right. So, so you've already indicated that you're in St. Louis. Are you? born born and raised there in in st louis yes i am yep big cardinals fan yes a big cardinals fan all right so you've left a couple times you left for for what work college girls college no just just college a girl (laughs) followed me from st louis to college but yes okay so actually um so i saw that ben you were down in san antonio for vacation yeah and so i went to college down there Okay, which which uh, which college? Trinity University. Trinity University. I do not know that. Yeah. One. So it's kind of it's probably about ten fifteen minutes from downtown. But okay. I, I liked in the when you were talking in the episode, the Fiona Apple episode about the minor league baseball team and your chocolate shirt. <laughs> I had to buy that. That was uh, that was that was one of those spur of the moment type of decisions where I saw it and I'm like, holy crap, I got to buy that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Did you see that? Did you actually go to a game or you just got I did. the shirt? Yeah, I did. Um, the uh, t- Some of our party wanted to go to Six Flags and do all the, the, the scary roller coasters. And I got... I, I almost I almost said I got stuck with with the the nephews and my youngest because they didn't want to do the roller coasters. We had a good time. We had we had a fun time. Um, the youngest who is 10, 10 um, doesn't really know the rules of baseball all that well. So um, I got to do a little uh, little teaching of the the rules of baseball. So we had a good time. We had a good time. Um, I always try and hit my goal. My goal pre-COVID was I try and see five new ballparks every year. Sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. This year, I only saw three new ballparks. So, but this what it is. Sorry, did they have the puffy taco race still? Did they? I don't think so. Is what what is St. Louis doing these days for those kind of races? They don't do anything. They just do the cap dance. I don't um, know why they've never done a okay. Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Select kind of thing. But yeah, this isn't like they, the Brewers with their sausage, sausage no, thing. No, no, okay. no, no pierogies or anything to, yeah. to tackle. Wayne, I haven't. It's been a few years since I've done the. Um, uh, a Mariners game. Do they do anything special besides the find the ball under the cap on the jumbotron? Still do. They still do the hydroplanes. Oh, they do the hydroplanes. Like he, like That's the right. same same thing as as he was just talking about. Yeah. Okay. Lame. All right, Tim. How how did you find us? You've you've been a long time listener. How did you find us? I want to say on Twitter there was something from. A Matt Nathanson tweet, or he was tagged in something, okay. and then uh, that led me to your podcast. And the first episode I ever listened to was the Carbon Leaf episode with Terry. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm a big Carbon Leaf fan, and was just like, oh my god, there's a podcast that's talking about Carbon Leaf. I have to for sure check this out. And so that was the one that. Barry ditched you at four. Um, I'm still so, bi- I'm still bitter, by the way. I'm s- yeah. on the record of still being yes. bitter at Barry. Like yeah. me, me and my buddy who go to Carbon Leaf shows together. Um, he he wants to make me a T-shirt. You know all those T-shirts that that list all of the people's oh. names. You know you, yeah. that was kind of trending like about a year ago. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to make you one. <laughs> and the bottom one is going to have Barry, but it's going to have an X through Barry. Yes. Um, and, you should. You should. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'll, I'll totally wear that. You know I'll wear yeah. that. He's yeah. like, you'll probably get kicked out. I'm like, I don't think the, that band is going to kick me out for putting no. an X through Barry, especially when they know the context of why I'm mad at Barry. But anyways. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was my first episode, and then kind of just have been exploring ever since. I'm a big, I can't play music, I can't play a lick of music, but love kind of the history and sort of all of the the other stuff that goes along with it. So you hit kind of my sweet spot in terms of what I 
enjoy about music and hearing people talk about music. So I've listened to so many episodes, I've gone back to listen to episodes multiple times, um, but just a very big fan of this podcast. So. Appreciate that. Absolutely appreciate that. All right. So what what have um, what have been some of your favorite episodes and then what what are we lacking? Like what haven't we done that we should should be doing besides the album that uh, that you chose for your episode? What what should we be doing? Um, I'll start with the positives before going into more. Okay. All right. All right. All right. The, the, con- the constructive feedback, I guess. Give us um, the positives before you rip us down for our deficiencies. Sure. All right. Yeah. Sure. I've, I've done a few, a little bit of teaching, so it's kind of the way to go. Uh, um, so I, obviously I've liked the episodes with Matt Nathanson a lot. The YouTube, the Octung baby episode with him. Yeah. Um, I am a, and I'll talk about it, obviously, and I'll talk about it in this episode, but I really enjoy lyrics. Like, that's my big thing. And so I've really enjoyed when you have you did the one with him about lyrics. And then yeah. I want to say Stephen Kellogg was the other one. That was the other one, yep. Yeah, so I really liked those. Um, I liked uh, the Shannon Labrie episode with Jeff Buckley. Um, she was a so great. She was an amazing guest. Yeah, yeah I really liked her. And then the um, when you uh, did the Heim album, yeah. I think Bree Kennedy. Bree Kennedy. Was that? Yeah, yeah. And so and she's she's I'd got never, a, I, she's got a new album coming out. Her full full length album is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Actually, by the time we release this, it'll be out. And she is just. If you want somebody to follow on the socials just for like, just positivity, go go follow Bree. She's such a such a, a a positive light. So I really yeah I really liked the energy that they brought to the epi- like the I had I knew Heim but not like in depth like that and so yeah. I I was more kind of taken in by sort of the dynamics of. of the three of you and how you guys were interacting. And so I I appreciated that a lot. Um, I guess thing, I guess what you're lacking, I don't know, but um, I like (laughs) when you have, ask, ask, um, ask our significant others for that one. (laughs) You can ask my, you can ask mine as well. (laughs) Wayne still has the bees in his headphones from that (laughs) one episode. (laughs) Um, and I like when uh, you guys cover an album or an artist that like I wouldn't necessarily think you would cover or you haven't covered yet. Like yeah. the Jewel episode was interesting just because it was someone like I would not have guessed that the Jewel a Jewel album would ever be on this podcast. And so I, I, I and 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 same for us. <laughs> Um, yeah, same for us. Yeah. So that I, I like that when you guys do di- art, different artists, and rather, and I don't want to necessarily. Uh, I I like Bob Dylan, uh, but having like so many Bob Dylan episodes, <laughs> kind of thing. We've only done two, right? We've only done two. It may be that he's referenced two so too many for Tim. Know. Yeah, no. he does, okay. his name comes up a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, and and. 
does he make an appearance on both of our lyrics, great lyrics? I know episodes? I did one. I know he made an appearance on one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one. All right, so that criticism was towards you then, Wayne. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess enough. just the variety. I like the variety when you guys get some different artists on there, and that's with, I guess, trying to kind of yeah. have more of that, I guess. So you're telling me that when I told Abigail Dowd that she couldn't do a Janice Ian record, you would have been you would have been okay if she would have picked a Janice Ian record. <laughs> um, I, I liked her what she ended up falling on. I, <laughs> I know you're okay. trying to catch me All on right. something, but yes. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm I'm actually. I mean. Th- this is fun because I get to interact with with people who listen to more than like one episode a month. Like I'm I'm not naive enough to think that that all of our listeners are listening to every single episode. I I know that they're not cuz I'm a podcast listener as well. I can tell you on one hand, actually I can tell you on one finger how many how many podcast that I've listened to every single episode. And even for that particular podcast, there were a few that I skipped through pretty quickly. So I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't devour those those episodes. So I'm not naive enough to think that everybody is listening to every episode. Um and that's fine. You can pick and choose. You don't like Dylan? Fine. Right. Don't listen to the Dylan episode. It's all good. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Wayne, your feelings going to be hurt? No, not at all. I mean, like you're they're lucky that uh, you keep kicking these Tom Waits episodes out. <laughs> uh yeah. So that's a, yeah. I'll jump that was so that's a shot <laughs> uh, like I love Tom Waits. Love Tom. Okay. Waits. And so I'm good with him. It's Ben. Yeah. He's like, the me. I'm looking at uh an actual song lyric that I had framed for from one of his songs that's hanging on okay. our wall. So which which song? Uh, a house where nobody lives. Okay. Um, it was. It's an. Old, it, I guess it's a newer, somewhat song of his. But okay. Tom Tom Waits wrote my favorite Eagle song and my favorite Rod Stewart song. So can't, he's not can't be all bad. Yeah. All right. The, my favorite Tom Waits song is the one that Rod Stewart covers. So the one you're talking about, yeah. Downtown Train. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. There's another. There's another one that he covered on his Unplugged um, CD. That's really good. But and Jersey Girl, which is an old old fifty five. That's okay. the Eagles one. That's my Eagles song. Yeah. Old fifty five is great. Great song. I like when Sarah covers it. Yes. She has. That's another. She good does one. a good cover of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So, so what, what bands do you want us to see? Do you, do you want us to cover that we haven't? Um, so some of the ones that I guess I had kind of thrown out there, um, and before landing on this one, um, I mentioned David Gray as a possibility. Um, yeah. Um, Which one? White Ladder was the one that I had 
thrown yeah. out there. That was kind of the popular, the Babylon one. That has probably, if I if I ever did a top ten of my favorite songs ever, this year's love it would probably be in my top ten. Yeah, that's a yeah. A great song. Um, Fantastic song. I'm surprised yeah. no one's done, and this was another one, uh, Wallflowers, Bringing Down the Horse. I think we, we almost did. So we had, yeah, we almost did. We had we had somebody who picked it, and then they ghosted uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened a few times. We're, we, and we have, I have all of the, I have all the episode notes for that. I have all the episode notes for Ghost of Tom Joad. I have. We got and, ghosted uh, for that pet one sounds. as well. I got all the notes for Pet Sounds. Oh, and Pet Sounds. That's right. Yeah. So we've been ghosted three times. Um, so about once a year, we get ghosted. <laughs> I think, anyone, they, I yeah. think the, 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 artists, the artists realize, man, this is, this is work to come on your podcast. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We we get it, yeah. We get it. Has anyone this suggested? Is not, this is not yeah. sh- show up and give a soundbite type of podcast. It's that work, not that. Yeah, you can tell when people have not done the work. I can definitely get that in some of the episodes. So. I'm um, I'm, like Prince, I'm not going to name Prince. Yeah, has that been thrown out? Uh, we've done parade. Done one. It wasn't. Yeah, it was one. Yeah, purple rain. parade. We haven't done Purple Rain yet, which is just a travesty because it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Sign of the Times is my favorite Prince album. We oh, we did get ghosted more than one, more than those three times. Uh, somebody picked Sign of the Times, and then after I sent him the lyrics and the scoring spreadsheet, um, he stopped answering my emails. So I'll just. And I won't, I won't say his name, but he's done some work with John Mayer. I'll just leave that. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Is that that's vague enough, isn't it, Wayne? That's I don't know who enough? it is. Okay. Yeah, you do. Uh, if, I, if I whisper in your ear, you'll be like, "Oh yeah." I don't go go through my old emails. I could probably <laughs> figure it out. Uh. Okay. I'm in a I'm in a Pink Floyd kick right now, so we still haven't oh, done enough yeah. Floyd. Um, like, would I? Is Michael Jackson off limits for you guys? No. Okay. Like Thriller, Thriller would be interesting. Thriller would be interesting to um, to rank. I mean, pretty easy one and two. Because there are two songs that I really don't like on that record, so that would be pretty easy. Have we covered it? Yeah. Should, should Off we, the top of we, my head. Yeah. yeah. Should we Should we dive into um, what album you chose to revisit for this episode? Let's have at it. Tell us what you chose. I chose "God Willin' and the Creek Don't Rise" by Ray Lamontagne. Who has the coolest last name of anyone? <laughs> Seriously, that's just the coolest last name, like La Montaigne. That's just cool. All right. Um, fourth full-length release, released in August of 2010. 
The record is not just Ray LaMontagne, but it's Ray LaMontagne and the Pariah Dogs. So we, we do have to, th- to to give the Pariah Dogs their, their just due and for their contributions. This was kind of surprising to me. This was not only a critical success, but also a commercial success. This peaked at number three on the Billboard 200. Also number one on the top rock albums, which um, I didn't realize that he he charted um, that well on the rock albums chart because the the subsequent record Supernova was also a number one top rock albums, um, and um, that was the only time I've seen him live was for Supernova, and I will and I will freely admit the deciding factor as to why I saw Ray live was because my girlfriend, Jenny Lewis was the opener and it, and it was a great show. I mean, Jenny brought it, Ray brought it. Um, he's not super dynamic of a, of a performer. If you're thinking you're going to get like, you know, stage banter and that kind of deal. Um, yeah, you're, gonna be sorely sorely disappointed there's no bruce springsteen huh he is no springsteen no um tim i'm assuming you've seen ray live yeah i've seen him uh i want to say four times so i also saw him on the supernova tour um my favorite show actually um my wife and I, my wife Danielle and I saw him and David Gray when they were co-headlining and we, we went out for, my wife was pregnant with our first kid and we were doing a little baby moon situation and went out to San Francisco and actually saw him um, at Berkeley and the campus of Cal. And it was an amazing show, like a really cool small outdoor amphitheater and um even though you're correct he's not the most dynamic and isn't saying doing a lot of call and answer for the right. the crowd right. um he still it was an amazing show his set list was amazing and then him and david gray um the final song of the night they did a beatles cover of dig a pony that was really cool okay all right and and David's pretty dynamic though, especially yes. at least when he's playing the piano and he's got the head nods going. Oh, yeah. He he has the the head shakes for sure. Yeah, the head shakes. It's um, I mean going back to, you know your your reference of Heim where you know you got bass face. Oh. <laughs> for 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 Heim, you've got David Gray and the the shaking head. So, yes. Um, fun stuff. Um. This album was nominated for two Grammy Awards. Uh, I'll bring up one of the one of the songs later because it was nominated for Song of the Year. Uh, he did win for Best Contemporary Folk Album, um, which very warranted. I did look to see who else he was nominated against, and I have to tell you, I haven't listened to any of those albums. So maybe I'm not a, as folky as I thought, Wayne. Um, guys, want to hear the nominees? Absolutely, sure. All right, 
Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter for The Age of Miracles. Guy Clark for Some Days the Song Writes You. Richard Thompson for Dream Addict. I may have actually listened to that Richard Thompson record. Um, I did a Richard Thompson deep dive about five years ago. Um, And then Jackson Brown and David Lindley for Love is Strange. Uh, I'm trying to read my notes. In Vivo Contino. So, I don't... And I don't know that one either. So, which I'm kind of surprised I don't. All right, Pariah Dogs. Did you guys look at uh, some of the resume of some of the Pariah Dogs? I did not. I just wrote down... I wrote down their names and kind of what they're playing on it, but didn't... Yeah. These uh, musicians are no slouches. So Jennifer Condos is um, on bass on nearly all the tracks. Wayne, we've um, I think we've we've talked about some some stuff that she's been on uh, at at some points. Um, I know that she's done some work with Ryan Adams. Uh, she's on Glenn Phillips from Toad the Wet Sprocket. He, she is on Abulum, one of his uh, solo solo records, and she was part of the Mutual Admiration Society, which was um, Glenn and uh, the members of Nickel Creek and John Paul Jones. And this was also a reminder for me, Wayne. So um, she performed on Pete Droge and Elaine Summers' record came out in oh. 2009 so that is a reminder that i need to reach out reach to out. pete pete in the lane it's been a while since i checked in and said is pete ready to come on our podcast so um i probably need to do that again so for the drummer jay belarus so we've talked we've talked multiple albums that that jay is on so he was on Joe Henry's Civilians. He's worked ah. with Joe Henry on a lot of lot of albums with Joe. And he's also worked with Amy Mann on a ton of her albums, including Mental Illness, which we've talked about, and then Lost in Space, which we've talked about. So um, Greg Lease is on uh, electric guitar on a number of tracks. He's on the pedal steel for tracks three and... Six. I'm trying to remember which which tracks those are, because Eric Haywood, who I didn't I didn't check out his um, his resume, but um, Greg has a pretty wide array of of people that he's worked with, including Ryan Adams as well. Worked with Beck. He's worked with Eric Clapton. He's worked with Joe Cocker. Cheryl Crow, Miranda Lambert, Amos Lee, Joni Mitchell. He's on um, Turbulent Indigo and Taming the Tiger from from Joni. Um, so believe it or not, Wayne, I think we have. Did we did we talk about Greg during our Matthew Sweet episode? I don't. Mm. Because he's on he's so. on a number he's on a number of uh, of Matthew Sweet records, but I'm not sure if he was on um, the ones that we've talked about. Anyways, 
I'll shut up now. You guys ready to dive into this? Yeah. Of course. Okay. So so let me ask you before we before we jump in, Tim. So why why this? I mean, this was your this was your one shot to quote Hamilton. Um this was your one shot to 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 join us. Actually, you can you can keep subscribing to us on Patreon, and we'll we'll have you back on in five months. So, um, <laughs> but this was this was your one shot. So why um, why this 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 album? It was an artist that you guys had never done before. So there's that okay. component of it that yep. I liked. Um, I feel like this is his most complete album. From start to finish, I think yeah. his previous stuff, there were a lot of great singles on them or recognizable songs, but this felt the most, I guess, this felt that it was, I just felt that it was better than the other ones. Um, yeah. I, my wife's and I's wedding song was You Are the Best Thing, and so there's kind of a connection to him from that um yeah. it was our wedding anniversary two days ago so there's sort of congratulations met there um but i i just i think he's an artist that um because he's kind of mysterious doesn't do a lot of press doesn't do a lot of interviews that right um people would know his songs but not know him and so um, I think it's good to kind of visit that and sort of yeah. give him, I don't know, publicity is probably too strong of a word, but just kind of talk more about him and his right. work and attach the name to some of the songs. Love it. Um, let me ask you before we dive into this record. So is your favorite Ray LaMontagne song on this album? Um, and I and I guess I put you on the spot because you already said that your wedding song is something. So um, um, I probably I, the, just put my you on favorite the my favorite song. Choose on wisely, here. Tim. Choose wisely. Yeah. Um, I really so forever. My friend off of his first CD, Trouble, is kind of yeah. my was my introduction to him. Um, okay. Where I really was like, oh wow, this I really like the guy, and so I think that there's sort of a special connection to that. Um, it was too; it's too long of a song for a first dance at a wedding. Um, so, right. you're the best thing fit better there. But I would probably say yeah. forever, my friend would probably be my, I guess, my favorite. So I'm going Jolene, also from first album. Yeah. Um, so. So my my history with Ray dates back to when I used to write CD reviews for a very defunct website. Now, um, but i i got a I got an advanced copy from the label for 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 it was Trouble, right? It's called Trouble. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, and. Uh, I said in my review that uh, he was going to have a very long career, that this was somebody that was going to have a long career. And um, granted, the, the the website is not available anymore to, to prove that I actually wrote that. 
Um, but uh, I did write that, and I did say that. So, uh, Wayne, how about you? Favorite Ray uh, you Montaigne song I've, on this one? I think it is on this one. Okay. But I also don't have a ton of experience with Ray LaMontagne. I'd heard his name. I I know that I've listened to back when I used to listen to Pandora. Um, yeah. I had a couple stations where his name would his his songs would roll through. Um, and and you've watched enough commercials with his songs in it. Oh, I don't watch a lot of commercials, so or or, or a lot of I don't. Want to, I'm I'm busy prepping for this podcast. I don't get to watch a lot of TV. <laughs> But uh, I'm yeah, so far, I would past, say I, I would say that my to this point, as far as I know, my favorite Ray LaMontagne song is on this record. OK. All right. Fair enough. All right. As a reminder, our scoring is based on number of songs on the record. Wayne, how many songs on this record? It's the perfect 10. It's just the exact number of songs you want on a record. Tim, do you see the glee in Wayne's face right now? That was also you chose part well. of that was yes that was part of my thinking him. also that I wanted to make Wayne happy so I did the, a, a CD that or an album that had ten songs on it so I wanted to make sure it nailed it. Yep. Do do you notice that the listeners always want to make you happy, Wayne? They don't give a crap about making me happy. They just want to make you happy. Your life seems so easy. I need a little happiness. I, I didn't want a, a revisit of him getting mad during like the poison episode. <laughs> I just wanted to. Yeah. The Eddie Rabbit episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't. You don't love a rainy night, Wayne. <laughs> one of my one of my all time favorite episodes because because <laughs> of drunk Wayne. All right. Uh, top top song gets a gets ten points. Next favorite song nine points on down to lowest score of one. All right. So we're gonna kick this off with Repo Man. All right, Wayne, real quick, word association. You ready? Repo Man. Yes. Go. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. I want to start singing TV Party from Black Flag right now. Uh, that's such a... We, I can't wait to do that soundtrack. That's got to happen. It's got to happen. We, we, we had that scheduled for year one, and then year one just went a different direction all right longest song on the record at six minutes seven seconds um i'm just gonna throw this over to wayne because you had the highest score out of all of us oh uh uh, yeah i love this song i like the way uh they layer it so it starts out with you know the the one guitar and then they they bring in another one and then a little bit of tambourine and then it all changes out at 110 and it gets funky with some that that's a very James Brown kind of funky guitar riff that they start looping in and and then of course like i say it's got this it's got this blue i mean how repo man that conjures you know images of the ice cream man and the backdoor man it's got this great blues standard title 
but it's but it's different. He uses a lot of the kind of standard blues ideas, you know, woman done me wrong, I'm working so hard, the word on the street. I mean, he's got it's got this real gritty, dirty kind of way. And then the best best line of all is I'm about to do what your daddy should have done. I'm going to lay you right across my knees. Like he just sneaks that in at the end. It all seems like this, you know, it's all, you know, nice uh folky Ray LaMontagne and then he's going to he's going to spank her right there in the middle of this song. That's right. All right, Tim, anything? Um, I had a feeling that Wayne would like this song. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, as definitely as a lead-off track, um, that it just gets you engaged in the album like right away. Yep. Um, I think it's. I think most people associate Ray LaMontagne with his voice, and so for his voice not to be the first thing that you hear that you hear the band first and for a little while before he even kicks in i think is again kind of an interesting way to start and also the fact that it's not just credited to him it's credited to the band kind of makes sense a lot um i also think the theme of the song is completely different than the other songs on the album like it's just it's a really big outlier compared to what the other songs are. Yeah, I like it. All right. Wayne, your score? was Nine. And it was funny, because this is one of those songs that every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this, I love this song. This got And then when I get to my favorite song, then I always remember why. But this was right up there from the first time I heard it. Like I say, uh, even brings in some solid tambourine a little bit in the beginning, some in the outro. He hits all the blues bullet points. Uh he, he does it and like I say it isn't I think he is associated with kind of Americana and folk and this it even gets outside it gets a little different from blues like it's not country blues not even it's got a very funky sound to it yeah Tim your score uh, I gave it a five okay this is my six uh, leads us to New York City's killing me To get me somewhere Somewhere that I can feel free Gotta get out of New York City, boy New York City's killing All right, uh, New York City's killing me. Uh, I'm throwing this over to Tim because you have the highest score out of all of us. So this song was the one that kind of has grown on me since back when I first listened to this, when it came out. I think I relate to the theme of the song a lot more. Like I can understand the lyrics and kind of the sentiment of it. Uh, I've never been to New York City, so I don't have that frame of reference. But you're not missing. Um, I, yeah, um, I did. Uh, so I mentioned kind of going to school in San Antonio after I lived there a couple of years after graduating. I moved out to um, Denver for a year, and 
I think because Denver is so transient and you have so many, it's a, a melting pot, which is great in many ways, but I coming from the Midwest and for all it's all of Texas's faults, they're still pretty friendly down there. And um, I missed walking down a street and being able to kind of give someone a head nod or say hi and the stranger say hi back. And that's kind of what I feel, that's what I take away from the song is that he just wants to go somewhere where he can meet someone that he may not know and kind of still feel like acknowledged basically. Yeah. Yeah. New York. So old job. I had multiple clients in New York. I was there in New York city, maybe five or six times a year. And that was way too many times. Like it got to the point where we would, me and the other consultant that, that went up there on a regular basis, we stopped coming in the night before um, because we just hated staying in the city. So we would like get up at 4 a.m. to get a red eye um, to, to, to get into to New York, stay the day, do our meetings, and then fly home that day. Because um, we just got, I mean, I highlighted the, the lyrics of, I get so tired of all this concrete, I get so tired of all this noise that's that's new york um and no offense to the the, our listeners in new york city it might work for you but for me to also quote that that verse i gotta get back up in the country like you know i i i live outside of orlando i mean it's a big enough city but i'm 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 in the burbs and that's and i'm good with that so, Wayne, anything on this one? Yeah, I, I love this song. I love, I love it from a couple of different directions. Like, I love that he just completely changes directions. He brings you in, and not until the end of this record did it all really just come together. And uh, But this is just totally, this is, you can't, it's just so extremely different from the first track that it, I don't know, it just, it, it made me, you know, it got my attention. Um, and yeah. then... There's nothing, and like I say, I know we. I mean, you've seen a number of of artists, much like Ray LaMontagne, playing in in New York City. But to me, there's nothing more opposite than country than New York City. And so to put this mm-hmm. kind of old school country western music, and then against this backdrop of the 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 least of the the last thing you'd think of when you when you think of country western, I think is a nice move. I also think that he doesn't overdo it with all of the cliches i mean yes he mentions the concrete and the noise and the apathy but he doesn't he doesn't necessarily dwell on it i thought he yeah he really mixed it well with the i with the sentiment of you know getting someplace a little you know drinking with some good old boys who doesn't like that yeah all right uh wayne your score <laughs> I said. No, no, notice i'm like yeah i don't i don't drink i'll hang out with the boys but i don't drink but yeah yeah it's all, all good. All right, Tim, your score? Um, I gave it a nine, and I also want to... I was doing some research on 
all of this and he did in a magazine article say that this song was the high point of the album for him interesting all right this is not my high point of the album this is my fourth so, wow all right all right next next song is god willing in the creek don't rise title song Sets up in ribbons high. I don't ever wanna get old, never wanna die. And she and steady rain out to drive us all insane. Nearly lost a few head up in the pines. The night some of the boys. Kids are talking up their girls back home. I tell them nuns is fine. Again, since I have benefit of scores, Tim, what is it about this song? Is it the pedal steel? Is it the is it the lyrics? What what is it about this song? Um, I do love a good pedal steel. Um, this was always the one that I just always came back to starting from first listen until now it's in looking up stuff about this song he mentions that it he the song is written as a letter yeah and so that's why there's no repeat verse it's just he starts off caroline and comma and goes to what's going on um yeah, you you guys notice when I sent you the lyrics? Yep. Yep. That it was that it was total then that's that's how we wrote them out and that's how they're posted out there on the interweb. So, yeah, it's totally letter form which um when I first saw it, I, I I wanted to go to associate producer Jackson and go, "Did did you give me the right lyrics?" But when you listen to them, I'm like, "Oh, I see what you're doing, Ray." Yeah. And I I like um, there, there's a lot of emotion behind it and I think there's a lot of vulnerability in the lyrics just the thing that stood out kind of um, like sitting or just sitting around talking with these people these ranch hands or whatever people on a farm doing a labor intensive job the line about when some of the boys get to talking up their girls back home I tell them nuns as fine as mine and that's like I think that's just a cool way to phrase that, but also, do you really talk about how great your woman is when you're kind of BSing with a bunch of boys sitting around drinking? And the fact that he's like, yeah, I'm letting you know I am talking about you in this good way. And so that kind of just was always sort of cool that he shared that sentiment rather than kind of falling to a cliche where he is telling, hey, I, I do talk a lot about you, and I'm very positive about you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, anything on this one? I thought, you know, the thing that always that struck me after, I, I don't know that I caught it the first time I listened to it, but that, that last line, before all my love, with uh, though I fear this fever won't break, it kind of gives the yeah. whole thing this different, like, at first you see this guy on this cattle drive 
wherever they're taking, however long cattle drives are. It sounds like it could take up to a year. But then this this last line, it, it just paints a whole different picture of this guy. You know, it, it, he's sick. I mean, he's not, he's in bed. He's, he could die and never make it back to her. And there's a lot of the story left untold, but that, it, uh, it, it works out just perfect. Like I say, I, I love like the same things that Tim was talking about. The, the, you know, the other guys talking about their girls and he referenced them, you know, Chapman, this old, Scott, this old cowboy that's, you know, telling them, you know, done this a million times, telling him, yeah, we're just going to, you know, this is what we got to do. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. And, uh, and I liked musically it's that pedal steel is in there, but it's, it's not the same one from the last one. There's, there's a, you know, a lot of people might think that all pedal steel guitars are the same and they're absolutely, you can paint a lot of different pictures with them. It's very haunting. There's like a sparseness to it that I've always found really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he uses great, like those old, I love, I love the title of the record and the song, you know, God willing, because uh, my dad used to say shit like that all the time. The other one was <laughs> Fair to Midland. I don't, still to this day, I don't, don't understand don't what that means. That but uh, I, he just, he didn't pick some, he picked some of the more outlying kind of colloquialisms that I think are interesting and maybe don't get mentioned enough. Yeah. I wonder if if when he performs in Kentucky, does he change the words to, instead of hearing old Chapman, he changes it to, I hear Rex Chapman? <laughs> Mr. Basketball. Yeah, sorry. I saw him at a, in Vegas at a blackjack table, the, first, the only time I've ever been to Vegas. I okay. walked by, I'm like, oh, hey, there's Rex Chapman. There's Rex Chapman. All right. Um, scores. This is my nine. Tim. Ten. Wayne, I, you know what? I only gave it a five, and I can't really explain it much yeah. at this point. It's it's fine. I, I can't explain my no, four you for gave the, the last, last song. one. Four, so I know <laughs> we're all good. It's all good. All right, next song: Beg, Steal, or Borrow. Well, one of these days it's gonna be right soon. You'll find your legs and go and stay. Big plans and thinking about tomorrow. Young man, gonna make a stand, you beg, steal your borrow. You beg, you steal your borrow. I don't like the fact that I have the same score as you do, Wayne, for this one. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It just okay. means you're on the right track. You finally turned a corner and maybe in your opinions Maybe. but you know what it also could mean is i get a very very strong neil young vibe out of this yeah musically and and lyrically i mean almost the way he delivers it there's there's something um it even has a little bit i mean lyrically it even has a kind of a little bit of the attitude of repo man it's i love the way he set this album up because this is the fourth song and it, it feels it's starting to feel like everything is connected not maybe in the ways you would think of but it, everything is, is, is this? It's not this. None of it's the same. But it's all. It all has a connection. Everything is. Yeah. It's he really starts this album great. And the Grammy Awards. Um, notice what a great song this is as well. It was nominated for Song of the Year that year. Didn't win. Let me let me throw out the nominees and see if you guys can figure out who who won. All right. The House That Built Me from Miranda Lambert. 
Love the way you lie, Eminem and Rihanna. Uh, F you from CeeLo Green. Did you guys know Bruno Mars co-wrote that? I didn't know that. That Maybe I should have known that, but I didn't know that. And then um, the Drunk Dial song from Lady Antebellum. I guess it's just Lady A now, right? Lady A need you now. Lady A. <clears throat> it's not the Drunk Dial song. It's called it's actually called Need You Now. It's not. So, who who won? Oh, I'd need like to believe CeeLo Green did. CeeLo for Wayne, Tim. Need You Now. Yeah, Need You Now won. Yeah. That song was huge. That song was huge. One of the things that really helps the strong meal young vibe besides Musically, there's something very alt country about it. It's the key. He he keeps referencing the young man, which uh, it just. It, I mean, I could old hear man. it. I mean, old man. Yeah. It it was perfect, and like I say, that I love, I love the theme of it. That whole like that that crossroads in your life where you can, where you can go for your dreams, or you can you know do what the old man did, do what the other kids that that lived in this town, and take the safe money. And I just I, that's a. I love that point. I took yeah. the safe money, but uh, still, I'd like to. I, I love what he's saying. All right, this is my ten, Wayne. This is also my ten. All right, Tim. I gave it a four. See, I don't feel bad now for New York City yeah, skilling me. Take back my yeah. remarks on the last one. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel bad now. All right, are we really through? Is next. Wish that I could fake it Pretend like I don't know what's going on Something's wrong Something's wrong Trying to hold on And I'm just going to throw this out. This did not track high for all of us. (laughs) Um, I really... So my only criticism of this album is... I don't hate this song, but I hate the sequencing of this song. You go from one of the best tracks on the record to one of the most somber and depressing songs on the record. And this is one of those songs where if someone you know catches you listening to it, they're probably going to question to see if you're doing okay. Like, are you all right? And maybe not like straight jacket material or being institutionalized, or, but maybe wondering if your Prozac is working properly. Yeah, it just it. Your the the sequencing comment is completely right. Like it just okay. like the first four songs are all good, and then this one just really goes downhill. And I think that people. I think associate Ray with songs like this and yeah. like the the trouble, the shelter, let it be me, these kind of slower ballady, romantic-y kind of songs, but this just it kind of goes on and on and just doesn't yeah. it doesn't hit at all. No, I and it's it's a fine enough song. It's not, I I don't I don't view this as a skippable song. I just find it odd that it's right after 
beg, steal, or borrow. Wayne, any any um, any comments? Yeah, well, musically, it's it's a it the bottom drops out. All of this great, you know, layers and all these different instruments that he's using, and now it's just a guitar, maybe a bass. Um, I don't. My biggest, I guess, ultimately, my I had two big complaints. Number one, when a song feels longer than it is and it's five minutes long, okay. that's not good. Uh, and number two, if you if you keep going with ground and sound and walls and talls and wrong and long, uh, you you're yeah you you you're making some bad word choices. You're not. It just doesn't feel like you're putting your heart into it when you start rhyming everything that much. Yeah, I keep looking at my notes about institutionalized. <laughs> and now I'm thinking back to Repo Man soundtrack. That's and right. All I want is <laughs> all, all I, I want, want is, is a Pepsi. Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi. <sighs> she wouldn't give it to me. Oh no! All right. Sorry. <laughs> Dead the suicidal tendency track. Uh, Tim, what do you got for a score? I gave it a two. All right, Wayne. I think that's a little high, but I give it a one. <laughs> Yeah, it's my one as well. All right, this this love is over. Wish that you were right here, down inside, I got to face the truth. You're not coming home. This love's over. This love is old. And we're sticking with the somberness. Um, I do like this song a little bit more, but I don't have, I don't have any notes. I don't, and I don't have a lot Wayne? of notes. I like, I, once again, my score, I don't think indicates as, as much. I do. I like it more than my score would indicate. Um, okay. But I think it's, it's musically a little bit, somber like the previous one but i thought he it, it lyrically it had some uh a little bit of swagger in it and it did it, it had it was it was a leaps and bounds i felt ahead of the last song yeah all right tim so i so this will this is my lowest score but um <laughs> to me it feels very like r&b sounding like i i wrote down it sounded like a sade she should sing it or it should be for someone okay. else besides him like it doesn't fit his style like okay. i think like what wayne was saying like the lyrics are are fine and i think it would just be in it would be better in somebody else's hands besides him okay james ingram go to james freddie jackson jeffrey, jeffrey osborne i don't know i don't know i'm just throwing freddie jackson Actually, no, it wouldn't be Freddie because Freddie only talks about shagging. So that that, that would not be it. All right. Um, Do we get all scores? This was my two. Wayne. This was also my two. Okay. Old Before Your Time is next. There's nothing in the world so sad as talking to a man. Never knew his life was his for me. Not 
every failure another stone Till you find you spend your whole life building walls Lonely before your time And I never thought I would say this, but the banjo is a welcome sound considering the, pr- the the previous yeah, two songs. And I even wrote in my notes a little twangier than I would think that I like. I would like. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I, I, once again, he's doing lots of different things, and so it seemed right. It yeah. just seemed right. Yeah. All right. This track this tracked pretty well for us. Tim, anything on on Old Before Your Time? Um, I appreciated the change of pace Me, from yeah, what we had I think before. that's a consensus. The, the, I also wrote about the banjo sounding really nice. Um, I think this song also grew on me on the multiple listens and kind of trying to score this. It was probably lower when I first started and kind of just kept growing, going up. I think the lyrics are very, very meaningful. Um, yeah. And so it just kind of hit with me just kind of the um is it because we're we're three midlife crisis dudes um that it hits home to us that yeah and i don't think that's i i think that's a lot of it i to me this is this is the guy from bank steel and borrow down the road and he's now okay wiser and unfortunately more cynical and so i think they it worked it worked to me. It worked as 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 a sequel to that to that yeah. song, to that very great song. And like I say, he does it in a very Dylan esque kind of way, where he uses that the title. He just kind of ends every most verses with it instead of really doing a a, a true chorus. Um, and then he even worked in a a banjo that everybody agrees they like. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? I've I've got lyrics highlighted of the the one verse of. Ain't it about time you realize it's not worth keeping score? You win some, you lose some, and you let it go. What's the use of stacking on every failure another stone till you find you've spent your whole damn life building walls, lonely and old, before your time? Uh, Yeah, and it's someone who's, like Wayne mentioned, someone who's a lot wiser than they were when they were in their 20s. And it's something, there's a lot of perspective in the lyrics that I appreciate just kind of, you just let things happen and you just let them go. There's, you have to realize you can't control everything. Move on. Yeah. There's nothing in the world. So sad as talking to a man who never knew his life was his for making. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. This is my seven. Tim. Uh, eight. Wayne. Six. Okay. For the summer's next.
I wrote down, this is the most James Taylor opening, and then he starts singing, and I'm like, oh, never mind, it's Ray LaMontagne. <laughs> I didn't track this one super high, because I didn't really like the accordion all that much in it. Tim, anything? I looked at it. This was the second single on the album. I did not Beg know Steel, that. Or, okay. Yeah, Beg Steel or Borrow was the first, yep. and then Repo Man was actually third. But um, this was a song he led off every concert with, and um, it feels kind of the most poppy, I guess, on the album. So I think that there's kind of, it's a little bit more upbeat. Um than others on the album. Okay. Wayne, anything? I, I liked it sometimes a little more than others, but I, 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 I did enjoy, you know, the sentiment had a very, felt biographical, autobiographical. There, there seems to be About a reference. About being tired? Coming. We're coming off the road. Um, and I'm not tired one, all you know, the time. Can I, just, can I just spend the summer at home? It had a very, you know, because I would think that's when musicians, it's a big tour season, and he just wants to spend the summer at home. Yeah. I think that this is, like you mentioned, Wayne, the kind of the way that the songs are tied together and you don't realize that they're tied together. And I think that, and I don't know how much research you did on him and kind of where he came from and his, he was learning to be an apprentice for a carpenter when he first started. And it feels like all of those beginning songs are kind of that, yeah. Um, labor intensive part of his life and doing all this work and then I think for the summer is where it switches to the next few songs are more about Ray the musician and like you mentioned coming back off the road and um, trying to slow down and stay around a little while yeah it's funny that you bring that up because I remember, again, dating back to the promotional materials that I got was, you know, they, the, the label tried to bring up that, you know, the whole Prentice thing. And then it was him discovering Stephen Stills um, and yeah. the, the whole discovering Stephen Stills led him down this path. Um, but I didn't hear a whole lot of Stephen Stills on that f first record. And so... When you have a song like this that does feel like Stephen Stills, where you just go, oh, there you go. There's the influence. I get it. So, anyways, full circle there for Ray. All right. Uh, scores for the summer. Tim, what do you got? I gave it a six. Wayne. Four. And this is my three. All right. Next song is Like Rock and Roll and Radio. Always And the vaudeville show Always strangers now Like rock and roll And the radio Like rock and roll and radio I have the highest score out of all of us so my, my question to you guys is, did you deduct points because of the irony of him singing about rock and roll and radio 
and this is this song is about as far away from being a rock and roll song. No, I okay. I just I think this is more of that slower paced. Uh, it was musically, I think that I because I love that he uses these 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 archaic references that that make you want to look up the Ziegfeld you know Feld girl gal on Wikipedia to know why is that why is that why does that make sense. And so then you, it actually, it just deepens the picture when you understand the, you know, he, this relationship and what he's, you know, the contrast be, between what he has a, or what he now feels and what they have felt. And then I thought it, I didn't think it was irony at all. Like, I don't hear rock and roll on the radio. It sounds, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, I don't, I don't think, he, I don't know where you'd find it. Yeah. When you push the little tuner on a road trip. I got uh, a lot of country. I got some uh, religious. Uh, I got some hip hop. Uh, I got some talk. Uh, and I, but I never. It was very rare that I came across any rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I love the lyrics of oh, this. I thought he was making sense. Yeah, I love the lyrics of this, especially the um, all these white lies hanging like flies on the wall, hardwired, road tired, counting curtain calls and waiting waiting for the axe to fall um some 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 good imagery there as well i really tried my best to separate seeing live show versus this and and tim you're shaking your head um he does play this in his sets and it's so good it's so good live, and I think that that had something to do with my with my higher score as well. So I gave it my eight. Wayne, your score? I only gave it a three, but uh, also some great harmonica work. Yes, and that's and that's Ray. It's Ray on the harmonica. Yeah, Tim, your score? So I gave it a three, and go echoing the live component. Like this is one where again he's not. He's just up there by himself with the harmonica, the guitar, and there's so much emotion in it live. And you stay focused on him and completely engaged in the whole experience. But it just it that doesn't play on the album. And it's it doesn't feel when it's live. It doesn't feel as long as it is when you're actually listening to it. And so that that was my that was where my score came from. But. Like Wayne mentioned, I think the references are cool, and I I will admit to going to Wikipedia and trying to read up on <laughs> the Zigfield girls and the Follies and that movie and everything. So, welcome to our life, Tim. Going down Wikipedia rabbit holes for research. Oh, yeah. So, welcome aboard. I love, I, I love the research part. I go overboard on it. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and the one thing we didn't we didn't mention. Um, so this is second longest song on the record at six minutes three seconds. So I'm sure that had it's something awesome. to do with scores. It's the well. song that he plays the most in concert from this album. It's the most played song. Yeah. So, all right, Devils in the Jukebox is wrapping it up. Thanks and
Have you guys had fried green tomatoes? No. T- Tim, you're 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 down here, you know, in Midwest South, so uh, it's overrated. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's overrated. So why are you using tomatoes for that verse of frying the tomatoes in the griddle instead of potatoes? That just makes more sense to me. But I'm I'm nitpicking at this point. No, just... but you could do that anywhere. Like you don't really tell people where you're at if you're frying potatoes. Uh, yeah, that's true. I guess I feel like you're. I feel like it's a reference to make to create something. And like I say, that's what I I love most about this song is how it really made the whole thing feel very deliberate. And all okay. of these, so he takes this great funky blues, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, what might have seemed like an odd opener, and then when you put it with this very country blues, you know, closer to book in the whole thing and. Then it makes all of the pieces in between. You can start to see where they, how they all connect. Like they're all different, but there's elements in each of them. And so you can go from one extreme and then back to this other side of that one extreme. And then in everything in between, all of this country, country western and Americana folk, a little, you know, rock and roll, it all, it's all, it all feels very, very much on purpose at the, when you close it out like this. Okay. And I love that harmonica that's played through an amp. That is, that's like my favorite part of this song. Yeah. All right, Tim, last thoughts on the record. So I'm giving it to you. So I completely agree with Wayne on the the meaning of the song and the placement of the song, that it completely bookends this perfectly in that, yeah. um, like, the person in this song, he's not leaving and wanting to come home he's not he says he's like an old dog he just keeps hanging around like he's staying like he's home for for to eat the tomatoes on the griddle and i think that um it does progress and i think this is the way it's sequenced is super intentional and makes a whole lot of sense and that's part of why i really like the album is that there is this progression and you can kind of take the journey and he's home and God willing, he, he made it and is going to stay there. Love it. All right. Scores. Tim, what you got? I gave it a seven. Okay. Wayne. Eight. And this is my five. All right. So, you know, I ask, did we cover everything? Did we miss anything? We get it all, Tim? I feel like it, yeah. All right. All right. Any guesses on number one? Uh, Big Steel of Borrow. What do you think, Tim? Uh, maybe. Two tens, it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. I, God willing and the creep don't rise is up there. So you're, so you're, you're both right. Uh, so we have a, we <laughs> have, the we, math, I think. We have, we have a tie for first because... Um, Tim, you you gave a four for Beg, Stiller, Borrow. Wayne, you gave a five for God Willing. So um, that uh, I gave us a tie for first. Uh, third, Old Before Your Time, average score of seven for that, and then we have a tie for for fourth, which is uh, three songs: Devils in the Jukebox, New York City's Killing Me, and Repo Man. All uh, average score of uh, six point six six. So, yeah, 
That's good. That's good. Top six, right? Oh yeah. I can live with that. All right. Um, Tim, thanks for uh, thanks for choosing this. Yeah. Like I say, I I I don't know that I would have come. I would have listened to it, but uh, feel definitely better for it. All right. So so was it worth all the Patreon money that you've donated to us? <laughs> it was. I've been been looking forward to doing this, and um, it's great to kind of again peek behind the curtains and get to sort of interact with you guys. And I really it's. Um, the the job I work for a nonprofit and um, doing community mental health work for adults living with mental illness, and so yeah. it's a it's a tough job, tough daily job, and I see a lot of things, and that at the end of the day it can be very hard, and so having the chance to kind of listen to you guys on my way to work or while I'm sitting at my desk is a great um, great escape for me, and so. Um, to be able to kind of have a little role in an episode is really cool. So, thanks, you. man. I I oh, appreciate that. It's 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 those comments like that that uh, keep us going. And um, so, yeah, I appreciate uh, you being a loyal listener. And um, and of course, for all the other listeners out there, um, you can be like Tim. If you uh, join our Patreon at, at the guest revisitor level, you can get uh, episodes a week early. And then after a few months of contributing at that level, you can join us. You can pick one of your favorite records. And I won't and I won't do what I did Black with Abigail. It. I won't I won't do what I did with Abigail and, and if you want to pick a Janice Ian record, we'll do a Janice Ian record. We'll we'll do that. So uh, just go to patreon.com slash records revisited podcast for that. And then of course on the socials you can follow us uh, at Twitter. I keep saying at Twitter. It's on Twitter <laughs> at podcast records there. Facebook page, just search for records revisited podcast. Different content on the old Instagram, Wayne, where can they find you there? At Records Revisited Podcast. And of course, you can find us on all of the major platforms. And if you're on those platforms, go subscribe and rate or review us. Um, we did get our first three star rating on on Apple Podcasts, Wayne. Three stars, huh? Yeah, not a fan, yeah. huh? No, apparently not. I probably wasn't on that episode. It was probably Jeff. It, this might have been. Might have been. <laughs> you know, and and here's the deal: if if you really think we're worthy of three stars. That's fine, but tell me why we're we're worthy of three stars. Don't be an asshat and just leave me three stars. All right. Um, sorry, <laughs> that was came up came came a little strong there. All right. Um, all right. Let's wrap <laughs> yeah, this up. With asshat. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 strong for me. Censored. That's that's strong for that's me. Out, all right. It's out of character. Out of character. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Uh, we are doing the live shows again. Just make sure that you're, you know, following the rules. Um, go get your, go get your uh, 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 test. Get get immunized. Whatever whatever the venues are telling you, you need to do. Um, go do it because we want we want to make sure that our favorites are out there and uh, doing it safely. Uh, be sure to buy a T-shirt of the band and um, oh, go to the episode notes. You can buy episode of or. You can buy a T-shirt of your favorite podcast as well. 
All right. Uh, can you tell that was completely off script? Because uh, I can I can do script really well. All right. Visit a record store and not just on Record Store Day. We are Records Revisit and we are... Ow! Ow! Ow.